0: Hey ladies, welcome back to this week's episode. I hope you've had an awesome week and you've been enjoying the recent episodes. I would love to hear from you. Please send me a message and let me know how it's, how it's going. Is it helpful? Is it adding value? Are you able to take away the information and actually take action steps? What else do you need to know, want to know? What else is going on in your life and there may be a struggle that you want me to address and help you with? ask me. Just email me at Porterfield at gmail.com. And just so you know, the Stop Over Drinking Sisterhood program is coming at the end of February. Like I said, if you want to stop over drinking, be in a group full of other women to help you just feel like you're not alone and be held accountable, get to a place where you can create new routines, you have new go-to's which is a lot of what we're talking about today in this episode of what can we, not what can we do, not the tangible steps here, but just realizing like what are we putting first in our life and what how, what do we need to shift and change and really just help you to begin to have more energy and to sleep better and to love yourself and trust yourself. Things like that are amazing, but really to help you understand, like, why am I being triggered? What's going on in my body? How do I address this? What can I do different? And even going deeper under the surface, like, why am I avoiding? What am I afraid of? And beginning to show you that you can self-calm, you can self-soothe, you can create new routines, get this alcohol away so that you can open up and begin to create the life you love and the life that God's called you to. And that's coming, and I'm so excited to be with you for eight weeks together as we walk through this, and that's going to be end of February, so here's what I want you to do. If you have any interest at all, or you're curious at all, I want you to go to setfreesisterhood.com, click the bar that says join the wait list, and it will say the Stop Over drinking program, and just send me a note. I got one yesterday. I loved it. It was a great little note. Hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. I want to know more when it comes out. Do that. So setfreesisterhood.com, click wait list. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it challenges you. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol-free but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of overdrinking, even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal. Quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch. Or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you were in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. I remember when I realized that my drinking had truly become an idol for me. I realized that wine was my go to in almost all circumstances. I thought of it for many hours a day. It truly consumed my mind. I believed it was the answer for having fun, for stress relief, when I was angry, when I was experiencing pain or sadness or joy, anything that I needed help with or I needed a, didn't realize at the time this is what it was called, but like shifting out of what I was feeling in the moment or feeling like I had to shift into a certain feeling, I went to wine. It had become my God. And I hadn't even realized it. I hadn't even realized that I had placed it above all things until that moment. And it was in that moment that I just knew, wow, wine is officially an idol. And I knew as a believer, God says, there shall be no other gods before me. And I think what happens is when we think about this, We think about the olden days, right? Those of us, any of you who have even potentially heard of the Bible, spent any time in the Bible, you may or may not be a Christian, and that's okay. I'm glad everyone's here, and I hope that this helps you. But you you probably know about God, and you know about the Bible, or you're someone who is very familiar with it. You're you're my ladies that are active in church, and this is where it's kind of causing you a little bit more struggle, because you know what you know, right? So did I. But we've gotten into this cycle and this loop, and this is where we ended up, and it's like this light bulb aha moment that says, oh, I'm doing something really clearly that I know that I'm not supposed to do. It's not about having a glass of wine occasionally. I have put this thing above him in all circumstances. And just so you know, to just let you off the hook for a moment, just because I knew that and I was aware of that. And that really came and sort of hit me in my face, hit me in my heart. That wasn't the day that I just surrendered and was removed from it, right? We, we think sometimes that when we have this huge aha or this massive change or this massive awareness, that that's supposed to actually fix it or, or make us change. And that's not how it works, The fact that we do have those moments, we have the awareness, that's beautiful, and that's just the beginning, because then is when we have to kind of go in, ask ourselves some questions, and begin to make small shifts and changes. Our brain wants to, it's very black and white. It thinks, oh, well, I know this now, so I need to be different, and it just doesn't work that way, right? So let's talk a little bit about what an idol actually is, and I want to tell you this is awesome because... I've thought about this through the years, and this just so happens to be in our sermon series right now, and we went over this this past week, and John Piper and Tim Keller are uh, the references I'm using based on what our pastor taught us this week, and we're talking about idols in general, and so where I was going with the first section was, I'm sorry, I'm kind of backtracking, forgive me, Um, those of you who know may know my daughter had an incident Uh, a few nights ago, where her kneecap completely dislocated. It was on the right side, which, as we know, it doesn't go there. It was very traumatic. She was in more pain than I've ever seen her. She was crying for hours. I mean, we had to call 911. EMS came, went to the hospital. That poor child had to get x-rays before they could sedate her. They sedated her, put it back in place. Um, We were up all night. She's going to be out of school for a few weeks. She's still in a lot of pain, more than likely. You know, in two weeks, we got to let the swelling go down. MRI, surgery. There's just a lot happening. So if I feel and seem a little scattered, that is why. And inside of all of this, that was probably the one of the hardest moments I've experienced as a mom. And I reflected on it. And those of you who are my friend on Facebook, you saw me post about this. Um, and I think I shared it in the group too. I did the set free sisterhood group. But God told me my word of the year came to me. You remember I was talking in the episode a while back about if you don't have the word of the year, fine. And I was kind of just sort of not sure what mine was. And I just really felt like he downloaded it about a week ago. Trust this year. I really want you to trust me like big time, deep rooted, no matter what you see in front of you, no matter what's happening, you trust, you say, yes, you take action. And so that's where I'm at this year. Not that I haven't trusted him before, but this just feels really deeper for me, and this is why I've even leaned in more of sharing a little bit more here about my faith and pointing you more towards him because I just I feel like this is huge. This is such a huge part of this platform, this process, and there's a lot of people out there teaching about getting sober and sisterhoods and you know what it looks like to reduce your drinking. But I want you to know that that's all of it's great. And I'm so glad that there's more and more coaches and teachers really focusing on this topic. And I cannot show up here and pretend that God Himself, the creator of the world and the creator of you, is not actually at the center of all of this. He is our go to. So, yes do I have action steps? Do I have programs and routines? And do I help coach and guide you and lead you? Absolutely. But it's all by him and through him. And he's at the center of it all. So thank you for letting me just sort of step over just now to the side of this episode and share that with you. Okay. So back to what we're talking about idols. Those of you that do know parts of the Bible, back in the day, idols were very different than they are now. We're in 2023. So back then they were creating idols out of things like what it was like. You hear a lot about the golden calves and carvings and things that these people would do. And that's where instead of worshiping God inside of his temple, they were creating the other temples. Okay, so that's kind of where the Have No Other Gods Before Me came from. But what does it mean today? Because we're not out here carving stuff, right? (laughs) So today, John Piper says anything that we come to rely on for some blessing or help or guidance in the place of a wholehearted reliance on the one true and living God. That's what he says an idol is. Now, Tim Keller says, it is anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. Anything you seek to give you what only God can give. And ouch, that stings, right? And that's cool. We need to be stung a little bit. We need to come to this realization. Like we're doing this in our sermon series right now. And even though I'm not drinking anymore, just so you know, I've been checking in. I've been really checking in very often to see what else might fall in this category. Because it could easily be my children, this business, money relationships, the ideas of relationships. It could be just anywhere I put my attention where I feel like I need to be blessed or helped or got guidance. You know, if I even just was consumed by another relationship, like a friend, if I constantly went to her and counted on her for everything and I wasn't going to God, that could be an idol. So I want you to see how, even if you're still listening, you're in here in this group and maybe you're like, okay, well, I don't drink anymore. I just follow your podcast. Stay close, still listen in and stay tuned because this is what I've been doing recently too. Just really checking in like, okay, Lord, is there anything that I'm putting before you? Because I don't, I don't want to get back in that trap again. Okay. So as a believer, I know that I don't need to have anything that comes before him in the enemy knows exactly how to distract us that is his goal distraction because he can't he can't have us right those of us who are believers but he can distract us and he wants to keep us stuck so that we're not making a difference in the world and we're not stepping into what God has for our lives not only are we not stepping into who we are called to be and who we you know need to be, inside of our family, and just in pursuit of God and what he wants for us, we're not even going to receive all the blessings. We can't receive if we're not in communion with God, right? And so the enemy loves it. (laughs) He loves that we're missing out. And so are others. And so just think about too, like from both perspectives here, you're missing out, but so are the other people in your life. Just think about if I wasn't where I'm at right now, I'm not on the pedestal. I'm nothing special over here. Yes, I'm special. You're special. But you know what I mean? I'm just doing the thing because I got a clear message from God. You need to do this thing. And here I am 200 and something podcast episodes in. And I wondered like, how, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> you know, I think all of us at some point are like, well, what do I keep talking about? And the more I'm with him, the more he continues to give me downloads. Just like this week, this was totally, I just wrote this to share this this week because I really wanted to share this with you. Okay. So let's think about guilt too. So <laughs> I wrote a little ceiling. Guilt's not my thing, right? Like I know it's super important. And it's something that will help us see where we're wrong and help us turn around and make new choices. And I absolutely think that's super helpful. But I know some of you, you suffer so hard from guilt and shame that you allow it to keep you stuck. And it's not supposed to sit in that backpack that you're carrying around on your back. It's not helpful. Because if, just for example, if I allow guilt and shame to weigh me down, I would not be here. Lord knows where I would be. I made some of the most terrible choices in my life and not cared for my body and my health and my relationships. And we all have. There's no human that you know in this world that is immune to screwing up and making mistakes. But it's not okay to stay stuck in the shame. None of us win some sort of martyr award at the end of our life that says, wow, look at you. You just sat in that shame and that muck your whole life. Congratulations. It's a bunch of crap. And here's what I do know is the enemy's just over there laughing it up. He loves it. He's just thinking, all right, that works for her. I'm going to move on to somebody else because she's over there sitting in all that guilt and shame. She's no good for anyone. She can't even do anything outside of how she's feeling about herself. She's so focused on her own mess, right? Is this stinging anyone? Just know that it's coming from love and it's coming from experience, so if there's anything that you know that's holding you back from being who you are, the true woman, the woman God created is, is testing to develop you, it could be an idol. It could be a crutch, an excuse. I looked up, we we're in Corinthians. First Corinthians 10, 14 says, my dear friends flee from idolatry. And here's what's interesting about Corinthians. Paul is not talking to people who don't know the Bible who don't know about Jesus coming, um, or that he came, they don't know any of this stuff, right? All they, these are believers. He's talking to the church. He's talking to us. These women, you women on here that are, that are faithful women. You love the Lord. You're going to church. That's who he's talking to. Flee. Flee means to run away. So when I Googled it, it popped up in Google and it says, God's telling us to run away from anything That may be a distraction for us that will cause us to no longer place God in the number one position in our lives. And know that I'm not speaking to you as if I have this right or that I have this perfectly mastered because just the fact that I'm speaking this out loud, there's going to be challenges this week. I mean, I've already had them. I've gone from, you know, everything's going. I got some new stuff. I'm working with a new coach, developing some stuff. And my daughter has this accident and now consumed with taking care of her. I'm still letting her sleep right now to rest so I can do this podcast quietly. And that's all great. And that's what happens. Sometimes there's going to be things thrown at us, but we have to keep going back to saying, God, are you number one? How can I put you in number one? How can I trust you so that that everything else you do in your life, all the other choices you make, they flow from that place. And then when we open up that flow, then the blessings can come in because he wants to give us blessings. He says that. You can go look it up. He says he wants to bless us. He knows our future. He wants to do abundantly more than what we can ask or imagine. That's in Ephesians. That's one of my favorites. Because I think our little minds stay so small in what he can do and what we can even possibly do. But when we sit down, and this is what I want you to do now, here's your actual action step today. Okay? I want you to take a deep breath. And I want you to just ask yourself, just check in, is there anything that I'm putting first in my life above my reliance on God? Just check in. And if you find it, just confess it and ask him for help. Just say, hey, I need help with this. I realize that I'm doing this. And I want you to keep going back there and keep going back there. And I I know because I was there. He will help you. I promise you that. And he expects us to take action and make choices. Okay? Okay. That's part of why I'm here, because I'm here not only to share this, and I know many of you have told me you've had breakthroughs just listening to the podcast, just hearing that there's another woman that has experienced what you have, and you've been able to walk out some of the steps you've heard and have freedom from it, and some of you need more support, and that's why I do have these things. I do have coaching, and I do have this program coming up, so you can come inside of this reliance on the Lord this place of surrender and say, okay, I want to do this and I want to take action and I need help. I need other women around me. I need guidance. I need some formal training and connection and steps to take. That's what I'm here for. And that's what you can message me. You know, it's coming in, fe- in February. So you can, you can do that. I told you at the beginning how to do that. You can go to setfreesisterhood.com and join the wait list. But for now, here's what I want. I just want you to check in and I want you to sit with it. And I want you to recognize, is there any guilt coming up? Is there any shame coming up? I want you to kick it to the side. I want you to say, God, help me filter out this guilt and shame. It's okay for me to know that I'm doing this. I recognize that I feel, I do, I feel like this like sort of butterflies, kind of embarrassing, guilty feeling that I've been doing this help remove that from my body, Lord, so that I can lean in and turn into you. I don't need to carry this anymore. I don't want to carry that anymore. I want to, I want to lean towards you. Help me, remind me, remind me to turn towards you, to go to you first, to trust you first. And then from that place, from that place of trust, from that place of dependence on him, then you, that will, the outpouring of just the downloads of how he'll help you and guide you and you can begin to take the steps that you need. Okay. So I hope this is helpful. I hope it convicted you. I hope you've had huge awareness and I hope that you are going to sit down and you're going to take out these steps and when you're ready for support, I'm here for you. So just message me on the website, email me, whatever works for you. (sighs) Collective deep breath. We have a lot of stuff going on in our lives right now, ladies. And it's okay because we can trust in Him. Until next week, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at Porterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.